Welcome to Inquisitors. Where we are visitors. To answers behind questions. From suggestions. Okay, I'm Olivia. And I'm Ez. And welcome to Inquisitors. Okay, so many people claim that animals understand each other. But can they actually talk or communicate with each other? Good question. It's very debated in the scientific community if animals can talk to each other. But it's known that they can't talk to each other the way that humans talk to each other. Animals don't use the same type of verbal communication as we do. That being said, animals do use a lot of visual communication. Visual communication occurs in almost any animal species with the ability to see. So probably not much for banded. However, it is often particularly associated with birds. Many, but not all species of birds are sexually diamorphic. Okay, before we move on to the next section, who is Bandit exactly? Well, Bandit is my hedgehog. Surprisingly, hedgehogs are one of the many animals that are visually impaired. So Bandit will not be using as much visual visual communication (laughs) as most animals. Sexually diamorphic means that male and female specimens have different physical appearances. Often, the male has more striking plumage or coloration, using these features to benefit them in finding mates. Before I keep going on, I do want to say that Olivia is wrong. It's plumage. It's it's plumage. It's plumage. It's plumage. It's plumage. It's plumage. Agree to disagree. No. (laughs) Okay, I keep going on. (laughs) The theory is that plumage and the movement show them as the ideal candidate for mating. So they become their so that becomes one of their main means for flirting um and communication. So it works like how people wear pretty clothes and makeup to impress their crushes. Yeah, basically. That's the way you can boil it down. Yeah. Just like butterflies, butterflies also communicate through their wings. Specifically, bright colors indicate to other animals that they are poisonous or shouldn't be touched. That's really cool. But another one, uh, another animal that I think is really interesting is the oriental-bellied frog. Well, it's actually called the oriental fire-bellied frog, but it's it's a lot of words. They also use that technique, as as said in their name. They have a very red belly that's showing towards predators, which helps them scare off predators. This is very commonly seen in a lot of different species of poisonous frogs to have a lot of blue or red on them. Oh, and a fact that most people don't know is that monarch butterflies are actually bright orange, and they are actually poisonous. Wow, I didn't know that. Looks like I'm staying away from monarch butterflies now. Although the sign language and sounds of animals are nowhere near to that of humans, many animals will still use sounds and vocalizations to send signals. Like how bats and dolphins use echolocation to communicate. Echolocation works by sending a sound wave that bounces off an item, returning it to maybe another animal of that species and provides info. But not all. If you ask your pet own if you ask your pet owner what that does not mean 
Yeah, I know. That's really interesting. If you ask a pet owner, most claim that their companion would understand more than they really can. Yeah, I agree. Many pet owners feel that they can almost verbally communicate, but it's less of a verbal communication. Um, before we move on, I know you have pets. What do you think about your communication with them? Well, I know that it has a lot to do with the tone of a pet, of how you're speaking to an animal. For example, if you're going to yell at your animal, your animal is going to take this as a sign of like offense and a sign that you are that it's in trouble and that it's getting hurt in some way but if you say it in like a oh i love you and stuff like that the high-pitched voice that a lot of pet owners use to communicate with their pets the pets see it as a kind nice way and makes them feel more safe so it's not always the fact that the animals can understand exactly what they're saying but they take a lot from the tone in the in the visual communication that we are doing with our bodies to understand things pets most pets, like your dog or your cat, would know about as many words as a three- to four-year-old. So, not totally dumb, and they don't know nothing, but it's far from saying that they understand us, like like we can understand each other. Okay, so tell me some other forms of communication through animals. Well, another form of communication is the sense of touch. It is important communication in a method for, um, especially for mammals. A good example is chimpanzees. These animals groom each other to remove dirt and parasites. This isn't a behavior only for hygienic purposes. It also allows them to strengthen their relationship they have with each other. So, have you ever heard of when your cat licks you? So sometimes cats do this thing where they do a lick and then they bite you. You'd be thinking that this is a sign of hostility, but actually they're biting you to to take out the knots in your hair. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I see, like, I saw, like, how I can see this behavior in, like, humans' domestic pets. Like, well, cats lick each other and their selves for hygienic purposes, obviously. And dogs, as a sort of greeting to other dogs, sometimes they will bite each other's butts. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually really interesting. Okay, so another way of communication is chemical communication. Between animals is one... Well, between animals, this is one of the most important but poorly understood communication methods in the animal kingdom. One of the curious examples can be found within social insects. (laughs) When I first heard the word social insects, it literally flew over my head. Social insects? Yeah, like, aren't all insects social? Well, no. Some examples of social insects can be how bees communicate with each other. Bees, wasps, those types that live in hives. Even ants, right? So... I'll take the bee example. For example, bees communicate with each other using other pheromones. By using these chemicals, they can alert other members of the hive to the presence of danger or where to extract nectar. The other thing about bees is that the other way that they communicate is a visual communication where they do a little dance. A it's, little boogie. A little boogie boogie. It's kind of the best thing I've ever seen. It really is. Oh, yeah. So... Ants use pheromones as well. I know that from a 
previous episode that I made about ants. Don't go check it. Is taking a quick break right now because she is scared of cats. Anyway, so it'll just be me right now. One of the really interesting things that cats do is that they meow. It's not actually verbal communication, but instead a type of mimicry. Cats make this noise because it sounds like babies. Now you're probably like, what? Why would cats need to do that? Because cats want attention. They are attention lovers. And now, surprisingly, we've noticed that in the wild, cats don't make this noise at all. It's a trait that only our domestic cats have because they want us to notice them. You might hear your cat yelling, in the morning, and it's not actually because it's trying to communicate with you at all. It's telling you to notice it, which is one of the amazing things that cats do. Cats are also the only mammal to be able to sheathe and unsheathe their claws. They're able to hide them and unhide them, which is kind of amazing. All right, now when we come back, we're going to be in our next segment, and Olivia will be back, I promise. This leads me to another question. Do you think animals can actually use sign language to communicate? That's another amazing question. And the answer is maybe. To be clear, gorillas and chimps are the only animals that have so far been taught to use sign language. But other animals do seem to have a form of sign language or at least gestures that communicate with other species, for example, fish. The only problem with this is that we taught animal sign language and they didn't pick it up by themselves, which makes it debated if they actually know sign language or are using the same mimicry that cats do when they meow. That makes sense, since humans evolved from monkeys, chimpanzees, gorillas, and etc. And this reminds me, I've actually heard about Coco, the gorilla that learned, quote-unquote, learned to use sign language. Yeah, Coco is really cool. So was selected by Dr. Penny Patterson as the primary language to teach Coco because of the success from other researchers at um, had with chimpanzees. It turned out to be a good choice because Coco and later Michelle learned it quickly. Michael. With Michael. Sorry. <laughs> Michelle, Michael, tomato, tomato. Learned it quickly. Within the last few weeks, gorillas have been using a combination of signs. It's very amazing to think that we could be able to communicate with animals. It really, really is. You know how some fish hunt in cooperation with other types of fish? How do animals in general, or like in different parts of the animal kingdom, communicate that they're going to go hunting together? Scientists have found that these animals have ways in using gestures to communicate uh, during a hunt. For example, when gropers, gropers and eels on are on the prowl, gropers will sometimes position themselves where the prey is hiding 
and they do a direction they do a sort of headstand and shake their head in the direction of the hidden prey top top taking the sign signal eels will slither slither and flush out the prey trout do the similar thing with octopuses which shows that they're using a similar type of sign language as the chimps yeah that's cool but does that really qualify as sign language or i mean are they i mean are they able to express all kinds of things like feelings or identity like humans do with sight and language it depends typically scientists defined a refer a referral referential Referential, <laughs> referential gesture as one directed toward an object. In other words, gestures are not typically used to express animals' emotions, but they do use are used for survival purposes. Like, for example, the chimpanzees. They would, in the wild, probably point and make certain signals to tell each other something, but they wouldn't be very likely to say, I am feeling sad today. This is why I'm feeling sad. Can I tell you all about my sadness? It's just not really common to see in animals. It's something that we've only actually ever seen in humans. Yeah. Wait, so can animals tell stories? Well, not exactly. The thing is that animals are the only, uh, humans are the only animals that so far have been able to tell stories. There was once a test conducted when a monkey ate a banana and would be sapped. Eventually, when the monkey had kids, the kids were also afraid of bananas. Most of the time, animals are able to tell um, each other basic facts, uh, basic facts. Like, if the monkey saw a lion, it would say lion. Humans are the only ones to tell complicated stories and lie because it's just in our nature from the way that we've grown and changed. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So you're saying that animals have some way of communicating when it comes to survival purposes, but not entertainment purposes. Yeah, exactly. gets me interested in learning sign language i want to talk to chimps and gorillas yeah that would be amazing if we could just have conversations with animals i wonder what we talk about talk about how humans are ruining the earth for them true but that's really sad you know makes you me should s- be sad what well yes, you should all right well I'll see you next episode, everyone. See ya. This episode was written by Ez. This episode was edited by Olivia. Thanks for listening to Inquisitors. Where we are visitors. To answer behind questions. And if you have a suggestion, send it to suggestinquisitors at gmail.com. Email it now! Make sure you come back in two weeks for the next episode. Thanks for being Inquisitors with us. This has been Inquisitors. Y'all.